back on to our Spotlight on Netflix month. And what better way to console two people adding technology to their homes than to talk about Black Mirror Season 4 <laughs> on Netflix. That's right. We're going through all six episodes. Did it live up to the hype? Is it just as good as the past seasons? Well, you better tune in and find out on a very be wary of your technology edition of the review review technology beware <laughs> welcome to the review review a show where two small town dudes give you our big dumb opinions is this mic going to turn against me? Who knows? Oh, I think it's growing arms to strangle you right now <laughs> oh, no. as we speak. Uh, I'm Troy to the max extreme. You can blame me. Try to shame me. <laughs> oh my god. Still I'll be there for you. JD3K. Good one. <laughs> Today we are going over season four of Black Mirror. Mirror, continuing our spotlight on Netflix month. Yes. An old segment we used to do every show. Yep. Now we've brought it back for a month. <laughs> Once a year. Once a year. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> mm. Before we do that, we're going to jump into some other stuff. Some other stuff that's been happening. <gasps> Drop it on me, son. Well, I could do that. I could do that starting with Star Wars. I'm done with it. All right. <laughs> Everyone shut up on the internet. <laughs> I don't care if you hated it. I don't care if you liked it. Shut up. Hey, we already talked about all of the movies of 2017 last week. That's right. That means they're all dead to us. <gasps> never talk about them ever again. No, never. Throw every movie ever made <laughs> in 2017 in a big fire pit. That's right. A big book burning. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> I'm, I've had it. All Twitter is anymore is Trump and people who hate or love Star Wars to the excess. You were going to the wrong people on Twitter, Troy. <laughs> I guess. I mean, I thought I like correlated a nice group of yeah. people to follow, and it's just all the same shit. Man, now I just want to start a Twitter account where it just tries, tries to combine Trump news and Star Wars news. <laughs> oh, no. You're my worst nightmare. Yeah. Trump calls Tatooine a shithole. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. But it all led to that joke. So it, it did. worked out in my favor. Thank you all so right. much. Thanks for turning that, turning that around. Go. I'm here all night. <laughs> uh, more news, JT. I only got a little bit of news today. Okay. Got home and uh, let me tell you. I'm going to pad. I'm telling you the story. All right. Pad it out. <laughs> so my work has uh, inventory. Right? Oh, it's that wonderful it's that time of the time year. Time of the year again. So t tomorrow and Friday, I have the days off. Ooh. Which is going to be good. Friday, I'm going to record some Imperious Rex shows. Nice. So it'll be nice tomorrow. I'm just hanging with the babe. Hanging. Hanging with the babe. <laughs> <laughs> but today, my, uh, my little department at work got done early. Uh, they early people out, and I was like, oh, man, this is going to be great when I get to leave early. Didn't. Oh, yeah. 
God. Like, well, now this is all cleaned up yeah. and looking, looking good. Guess Damn what? It. Can you go help this other department that you hate? Oh. <laughs> I'm like, God. Okay. <laughs> so I did. Got home. Didn't didn't really have a chance to, to scribble down any notes until just right before the show. Fair enough. That's why I'm here, Troy. You're always you're always there to hold me. <laughs> yeah. You know why there were two footprints in the sand, Troy? <laughs> because I was carrying you. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, Roman Reigns is in the news, JT. All right. And depending on how you feel about him, <laughs> he has uh, been named... He's Aquaman. Nope. <laughs> Aquaman stunt double. Yes. Okay. But no. <laughs> he has been named a client of Richard Rodriguez, a jailed steroid distributor. <laughs> All right. Uh, J- Richard Rodriguez owns the company Wellness Fitness Nutrition LLC, and they have just been uh, found out by the DEA to be selling a $10 million steroid drug ring. <laughs> God damn it, Dick Rod. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Dicky Rod, the Dick Rod. Dick <clears throat> Rod. Um, so that doesn't look good because he's know. already had a wellness violation not that even that long ago. Heard it was for like Ritalin though to like for his. I guess he's got yeah, ADHD or yeah. something. It know. still comes up as a P test as something. Oh, so what are you gonna do? But uh, Rodriguez, old Dick Rod. Dick Rod <laughs> has come forward with other names, including uh, not only Roman Reigns, but Josh Dumel and Mark Wahlberg. Oh, man. I know. Mark Wahlberg possibly. That shit ain't natural, sir? That ain't natural? It ain't natural. It ain't natural. So that means all those cardboard cutouts that we see at our local grocery store of him Pounding whey protein. <laughs> you could have some supplemental stuff Got on the side. Something in there. Jesus. See how you mother for me. I hate those fucking cutouts. <laughs> I tell you what. Have you seen those? Where are they? At High V. Do you go to High V? I don't go to High V. Come on, man. That's all right. <laughs> Doesn't matter. It's on my way to work. Yeah, you walk in and there's say. a cutout of Mark Wahlberg, life size. Standing there, arms it, crossed. It is life size. You yeah. have measured the actual Mark That's Wahlberg. Right. Yeah, I have. <laughs> well, let me get, let me get your dimensions real quick. <laughs> I went in there with a uh, like a, a Taylor's tape measure. <laughs> Sons of bitches! I got it right. Got his inseam perfect. I was like, I'm standing in front of Mark Wahlberg right here. It's like I'm standing in front of the real deal. Yeah, <laughs> we got ourselves a Mark Wahlberg right here. <laughs> so I I don't like it. But what do you make of this uh, Roman Reign uh, steroids scandal? Well, he's probably taking drugs. I don't <clears throat> give a shit. Yeah, that's that's pretty much what everyone else thought. <laughs> you know who's not taking steroids, at least we think? Who? Jake Gyllenhaal. You hear about this? No. Jake Gyllenhaal, highly rumored to take over for Ben Affleck, for Batman. I, I know. That, that's been kind of known for a little bit, hasn't it? Yeah. But more sources have is come he, forward. Is he meeting people now? That's what some some people say he's been in talks already, oh. and as soon as Affleck says he's out, he's ready to step he's in. He's jumping in. He's already he's on at it. at the starting gate. That's right. So all Affleck has to be like is not. Nah. And I guess Jill Hall's in. There you go. Which is fine. You know what? Replace him. Yeah. Replace him. That's a good. That's Who a cares? good. Uh, that's a good. That's a good one. Yeah. 
That's a good. Uh, that's a good one. That's a good one. That's a. Uh, that's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> uh, I would take a Jake Gyllenhaal as a Batman in a second. I would too. I enjoy him. Me too. Even though I like Ben Affleck, and it would be a shame to see him leave because I. He's only whining about it because he wanted to be a superhero. He thought Batman was safe, <laughs> and then he just. Did not know Didn't that. Didn't read a script. Yeah, or no something. one gives a shit. <laughs> it's got to be good. It's Batman, and then it's like, damn it, we don't need to. <laughs> damn it, damn it, you fucked up again. Oh no, I'm oh not God. Oh no, I should have done Pearl Harbor too. Oh no, I keep fucking up. <laughs> I keep fucking up. <laughs> Jennifer, <laughs> I keep fucking up, fucking up. <laughs> I love this Ben Affleck voice you figured out. You know, I was just thinking about the other day how he used to do uh, Robert Downey Jr. all the time, and he just God, sounded it's nothing. Nothing, yeah. <laughs> like a gross, like a gross, dying homeless man. I know it. Robert Downey, <laughs> you back now that we've yeah. Like we made up that like someone ADRs his voice all the time. <laughs> yeah. This is how he really sounds. Yeah. And now I don't even remember what Ben Affleck's voice was. I'm fucking up. Found uh, it again. Jennifer uh, Garner. Jennifer Garner. I'm yeah, fucking because up. I call you by your full name. Yeah. Uh, my Jennifer wife Jennifer Garner. I'm fucking up. My wife Jennifer Garner. <laughs> Come over here. I'm fucking up. Batman failed me. I can't be Batman anymore, Jennifer Garner. <laughs> uh, last bit of news I got. More superhero news, JT. Yeah? The Avengers Infinity War trailer. Or not trailer. The movie is yeah. coming very soon. Just a couple no months. more trailers? Well, I don't know. There'll probably be one more closer to the event. I hope so. But uh, I'm just going to say the movie is coming out pretty soon. May, right? Yeah. I think. Me. Maybe. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> and uh, Hemsworth was quoted saying there could be possibly 76 characters in this movie. My God. <laughs> now, it's already been almost confirmed that there is at least 44. By oh, just... okay. <laughs> and I just went scroll through the list and they're all like legit ones like... Superhero, superhero, sidekick, superhero, like... My God. And it's like, yeah, there's there'll be at least 44 wow. people in this. But then with uh, the newest additions from Thor Ragnarok with, like, Valkyrie, that she could possibly be in there. Wow. Some uh, side characters of Peter Parker, like uh, his little friend uh, Hank. Is that right? Sure. Ben? Ned. Ned. Nailed it. <clears throat> uh, and his little gang... So it's all these little supplementary characters that come in. Who knows how many people from Weasel Black Panther are going to be in there? Yeah, that's true. That number could climb to it at least. Say, there seem like 60. a pretty. There seem like to be a pretty big number of uh, Black Panther characters. Yeah, in there. Yeah. So we'll see. And then you also got shit. You got Thanos, and you got his yeah. four guardsmen. There's five right there. Five new ones. Did you see that shit where I guess uh, Disney put Deadpool like two weeks before Infinity War or something? Yeah, they moved some Fox dates around. Yeah, they moved. Then they um, moved. They moved New Mutants all the way to the beginning of year. Uh, 2019, and then they put Deadpool like a few weeks before Infinity War. 
What what was it? What what was it originally? I think it was June, July. I think it might have been July or something. Oh. And they moved it. They moved it like into May. Cause it's like they have like a thing where it's like three weeks in a row where it's like Deadpool something else Infinity War or Infinity War Han Solo Deadpool I don't know it's like a there's like three things like back to back where I'm like that's weird I wanted to say they moved it so it would have less competition because I think the date where they did move it it has like more room to breathe. Because I want to say it was coming out really close to Han Solo, and they didn't want to have direct competition with themselves. Okay. I think that was the reason. Maybe. But I don't remember I... the dates that they were supposed to come out. I did hear it moved. Yeah. I saw, like, it was, like, I think it was, like, two weeks before Infinity War, I think. Or maybe two weeks after Infinity War. Oh. It was, like, something, like, close like that, where I'm like, it's odd. Yeah. I don't think it's that close. I could look it up, I think it but is. I'm not. I know it's in May. Because I moved it into May. Oh my goodness! I'm gonna look this up right now. <laughs> I just All said right. I wasn't, but I'm I'm gonna do it. Deadpool two. How do I figure out when this comes out? Release date May 18th. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> hey Google. When does Avengers: Infinity War come out? Oh no, we're being attacked! <laughs> Avengers Infinity War comes out May 4th. Okay. So it come, Deadpool 2 comes Four. out after. Yeah, so it's two weeks after. So that's good. It won't be swallowed up by Infinity War. Infinity War will True. also... So I don't know. I don't know what they're playing. I'm assuming they didn't want it to go directly head-to-head -head with the Han Solo movie, which I think comes out around that same time. That's what I think their thought process was. Yeah. Okay. But I could be wrong. But that new mutants moving all the way till next year is a little bit unsettling. Yeah. They couldn't find any place this year to put it. It's weird. Yeah, I don't know. And they put it in January, so maybe they're maybe they saw they're like, "Why Fox make this piece of shit?" <laughs> but is that uh, Phoenix movie still coming out this year? I think so. I think that's like later. That's like in November or something. Yeah. Why didn't they move that and get that out of here? I don't know. <laughs> I have no interest in seeing that, even though I will, because we do this show. Yeah. Christ. I see a lot of stuff I don't ever... I would <laughs> never probably want to see for this show. But, whatever. It makes me a better person or something. For that's, sure. <laughs> that's, the, that's the only news I got for today. Okay. Until Unless I find something while you're chatting. Uh, Troy, you still watch The Tick? I, I watched all of that first season. You did? I did. All right. Well, uh, if you're interested, Amazon has greenlit a second season. Good of deal. The Tick. Good deal. I really got into it around like its fourth episode. It only had like six. But mm -hmm. before then, I was like, I don't know about this. <laughs> and then I fell into it. So it was good. Right on. Good. It was good. It was good. Did you watch it? I didn't watch it. It was good. Okay. <laughs> uh, speaking of Deadpool, I guess oh. there's a word getting out there that they might uh, virtually put B. Arthur 
<laughs> in really? the movie in Deadpool 2. <laughs> Does she not have something in her post-mortem contract that you can't not. put her in stuff? That's like the big rumor now is that B. Arthur's going to be virtually put into Deadpool 2. If anybody, I'm glad it's her then. Hey, she needs work. <laughs> That's right. Her estate is suffering. She needs work. Did you know that she was in the Star Wars Holiday Special? She was? Yeah. She's a bartender at the cantina. Oh, fantastic. And I'm pretty sure she gives it just as good as she takes it. <laughs> just sitting behind that bar. Probably some Wookiees talking shit. And she's just like, I hey, bet. think you had enough. <laughs> Get out of here, Look y'all. at you slurring your speech, you fucking Wookiee. Get out of here, you shag carpet motherfucker. <laughs> That's all in the holiday special. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a really, really racy scene for a, for a network broadcast. But hey, she got away with it because she's B. Arthur. That's right. CBS at the time pulled no punches, or whatever it was on. Uh, Troy, did you hear they got new directors for the Flash movie? I, <laughs> I is it happening still? I guess. Okay, let me have it. Uh, there might be a little bit of hope in this because it's oh. the writers from Spider-Man: Homecoming. Oh my goodness. They're being brought on to direct. Oh, the writers to direct. Yeah. We'll see. Well, I don't know. We'll see. Who knows? I don't know. If it's the same writers, that fits like a good, like, Flash kind of vibe, I think. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, the director would give that kind of vibe, I suppose. So... I don't know. I don't know what to think. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> they didn't get anybody else who would really want to direct it, so... I guess. They they now they're, now they're dipping into the writers. <laughs> Did they write it? No. Uh, no. They got some shit director Probably. to Probably. <laughs> yeah, they got a shitty director to write the... <laughs> or some best boy grip or somebody to write the script. Yeah. Hey, in between holding this boom mic up, do you want to write the script? <laughs> oh, sure. Uh, Troy, we're on the precipice of oh Deadpool 2, That's of course, right. and uh, with the release of a rated R comic book film comes the thing that we always know and love, Todd McFarlane oh, talking about his Spawn film. Give it to me. Saying this week that the, quote, the Spawn movie will be more R-rated <laughs> than Deadpool. You, there's That's no... There's no grades. <laughs> you're R or you're not. Either you make it NC-17. Yeah. Or it's go R. It. Yeah, there go you go. Just it. yeah, make it NC seventeen, Tom McFarlane. <laughs> you don't have balls unless you make it NC seventeen. Yeah, you pussy. Yeah. If you don't make it NC seventeen, you're a dickless piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Wouldn't that be wild if he did it? Made it just straight NC seventeen. Couldn't get fucking any marketing for it. And it just like blows up. All the kids watching like Almost straight porno. Yeah. It just, I don't know why you'd make it so sexual. <laughs> like, why is Spawn watching all these people fuck? <laughs> He's just creeping and masturbating. Like he like keeps bringing it to the to the MPAA, just like trying to like get it more. Like, no, sorry, sorry, Todd. It's only it's only R rated. Fuck more fucking. <laughs> Cut each other while you fuck. <laughs> Uh, Troy, that dark universe. Is it still a thing? Uh, it's, it's on life support at the moment. <laughs> I guess Universal is trying to salvage their Bride of Frankenstein by Ugh. 
shoving it into pre-production, it sounds like. God. All right. So we'll see. And maybe they're going to try and make it more of a standalone. Maybe not go with the Dark Universe thing. Then why? Then what's the Hopefully. Point? <laughs> I cannot see it going well. No. Oh, no. I can't <laughs> see it going well at all. But uh, I didn't see The Mummy. And apparently that didn't go well. But you know what will make you feel great? Like, if you're having a shit day. Yeah. Just look at that production photo of all the people in the Dark Universe and their fucking yeah. suits. Russell Crowe with his shitty hand. <laughs> what is he doing with his hand? <laughs> uh, that'll make you feel better. Uh, Troy, I know you didn't want to talk about Star Wars, but Star Wars... Oh, God! ...became the 10th highest grossing movie of all time. All right. I heard it did shit week. in China. Oh, yeah. They're already taken out of theaters, I heard. <laughs> After, like, three weeks, yeah. they took it out. Like, China doesn't give a shit about Star Wars. Yeah. I guess at all. Which I didn't, e- I didn't even know until, like, this year, I guess. But <laughs> they don't, they don't care. They don't, yeah. I think a comedy went up against it, like, in China and, like, Yeah, I guess it, it, yeah, it beat the shit up. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> they even, like, put in, like, that Asian character being like, China's gonna love this. Yeah. Nope. Nah. <laughs> they don't get it. Nope. Troy, did you see that uh, another film got to that 100% on Rotten Tomatoes this past week? No. Which one do you think it is? A film. Yeah, just came out... This past weekend, and I think it's got 100% with over 100 reviews so far. Oh my goodness. I couldn't tell you. I don't know. Paddington 2. What? Has <laughs> 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Paddington 2? Yeah. I guess I heard the first one's really good, too. Really? Yeah. God, they just don't look good. I know. I don't know. It's just... Apparently they're good. I've heard he's char- like Paddington's charming as fuck. Paddington Bear is charming as fuck. Yeah. All right. I'll take your word for it, I, I guess. Know. I'm kind of curious, because I think the first one's on Netflix. Oh, maybe I'll put it on for the little girl tomorrow. There you Check go. It out. There you go. Like, there's your excuse. <laughs> um... Um, Troy, all the we're talking about a horror anthology tonight, Black Mirror. Yep. Uh, I guess Hulu is ordering their own monthly horror anthology series. Oh my god! They come, with a, they come out with a an uh, episode every month, being produced by Blumhouse TV. Oh, I'm into that. Yeah, I'd be curious. A for monthly it. horror thing. Yeah, I'd be for it. Cool. Cool. Yeah. I am into it. I love me some anthologies. Yeah. it's a, a monthly thing is a weird schedule, but I guess, like, it makes you look fondly for like to it. Yeah, and they, they give them more time to, like, write stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, they could, like, kind of, like, have three in the can and then, like, spend that time developing something good. Yeah. Neat. Like, David Letterman, he's, like, doing, like, a monthly thing on netflix yeah where he, like it's like he like interviews one person a month yeah maybe more on that later whoa okay. <laughs> uh try <clears throat> that black panther right around the corner that's right i think we i think it's like a little over a month away for us uh-huh got an idea for february by the way oh, okay bring that up later all right <laughs> uh black panther is uh getting talked about a whole lot okay 
even in terms of its pre of its advanced ticket sales, it is crushing. Just crushing. Yeah. In fact, it's even beating Captain America Civil War. Oh Jesus. So it is getting super hyped. It's good. That's good. People want it to succeed. That's good. Yeah. I know. I'm I'm very curious to see it. With the success of like Wonder Woman last year, like this year Black Panther could do that exact same thing. Oh yeah. Just please be good. Yeah. <laughs> like I I don't have any doubt that it's going to be fine, but uh please be great. <laughs> please. Like the the one thing that got me worried about it was like him fighting another Black Panther. And I was like, oh, Yeah, no. that Marvel always kind of does that. I know, but, but... maybe that Claw, maybe he will add a little bit more... Uh, I hope so. Add a little more um, to it. More shaky, shaky shoulders Shaky, to shaky it. shoulders to it. <laughs> um, last bit of news, Troy. Vin Diesel. What's that bloke up you to? You know, he's, a, he's trying to get into that comic book movie scene. Sure. I guess he is in talks with Sony to be in their Bloodshot movie. Oh, okay. He'd be okay. That's Bloodshot, I guess. All right. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, like the all he has to do is like be like a, a '90s '80s action heroy, like quippy, like dude. I think Vin Diesel could do that. All right. Sure. Just be Triple X. <laughs> yeah, be like a more subdued triple X, <laughs> uh, less like surfing down mountains <laughs> and like skateboarding on like vehicles and like banging like eight chicks at once and like more just shotgunning people in the face. That's all we can ask for, really, when you think yeah. about it. Yeah, I yeah, that's I think that's that's. Suitable. Yeah. Suitable to ask for. I mean, that's when you really think about it. That's yeah. all we really need. Just, that's all we ask for. Vin that's Diesel. all we ask for. That's all we need. That's all we need. <laughs> I do have some bits, though, Troy. Oh, like, multiple. Two bits. Oh, Jesus. Two bits. Oh, I better Jesus. pull up this. Better pull up this, uh. Super sad music. Okay. Are we, uh. Endure. <laughs> Every time. Endure. We do a little segment called Neil's Bits. People dying, it's the pits. Please stay tuned to Neil's Bits. Yes, thanks a lot, Neil. That was long. Uh, Hugh Wilson. Troy, yeah, go ahead. Hugh Wilson Hugh died Wilson. at 74 this past week. I don't know who he was. He is the director of Police Academy. Oh, man. All of them? I don't think all of them. <laughs> but, yes, he passed away in his home. Oh, that's good. And uh yes, he will be he will be missed. I don't know what else he directed, but Police Academy I think is his, his big claim to fame. Alright. And uh I've got one 
more. Let me see. I have to look it up because there it is. Uh, Troy, are you a fan of the Cranberries? Um, I know a few of their songs. That's uh, it. Their lead singer, Dolores O'Riordan, passed away suddenly what? this past week. Oh, no. At uh, age 46. That's not very old at all. No, no. <laughs> I'm trying to see if they have a cause of death. Um, Put on a too awesome of a concert. <laughs> uh, no, they don't, they haven't put out what the what she died of. Oh, they said that there, it's not. They don't. There's no suspicious um, activity. Activity, yes. Great. But yeah, there you go. Dolores O'Riordan passing away at age 46. Everyone else. Oh, let me some cranberries. Everyone light yourself a candle tonight. Yeah. Listen to some cranberries. Yeah. Let it linger. <laughs> That's right. Don't they do zombie? Very they good. do do zombie. Zombie. <laughs> What's go. in your head? <laughs> In yet, <laughs> there's like the opening to an office episode that Andy sings that song for like two straight minutes and just drives Jim mad. And so he takes his phone and throws it in the ceiling. So <laughs> where he punches the wall, yeah. <laughs> and then you don't see Andy for like. Till the next season. Yeah. Because he was filming The Hangover. <laughs> Bless him. Bless his heart. But, uh... Oh, did you... Before we go on, did you see that, uh... Like, Sony or the... Like, the director of the Venom movie? Like, put on, like... What could have been, like, a fake... <laughs> like, hype thing? Like, we... I couldn't even tell if it was real. And I was watching this other thing that think that they thought it was also fake. It was like this stadium full of people watching this big screen and the director comes up. He's like, hey, I'm the director of Venom. Just so you know that we're going to do everything we can to make this a great movie or whatever. And and then like Tom Hardy walks behind him and like the crowd like erupts or whatever. Yeah. And all hard Tom Hardy has is like a Venom t-shirt on. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to be great as Venom or whatever. But like, it looked like they've just filmed that and then cut in audience, like it wasn't real. Like I can't tell. <laughs> <laughs> I love the, this production just slowly driving them insane. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> hey guys, I'm in Venom. This is Venom. We're all Venom right now. Look at uh, we are all Venom. Check it out. I'm Venom. Coming. You're Venom. We're all Venom. <laughs> All right, Tom, calm down. <laughs> Don't call me Tom, I'm Venom. I'm Eddie, and then Venom. <laughs> then did you also see that uh, apparently Spider-Man is going to be in Venom? According to like... What? You know who John Schnepp is? Like he made that uh, whatever happened to that Superman movie or whatever it is. The documentary about the, oh, yeah. the Nick Cage Superman movie. Yeah. He was quoted saying that Spider-Man will be in 
the Venom movie, like to Tom Holland one. Yeah. So they're like connected, like the Venom like technically can happen in like the Marvel like cinematic <laughs> what universe. What's happening? I don't. I don't have any idea. <laughs> All I could think of when I heard that news. Is that one press conference where, like, Kevin Feige was sitting in that room with that one lady, <laughs> and she's like, they're definitely connected. And then Kevin Feige saw, you could see, like, fear in his eyes, yeah. like, like oh, maybe no. Maybe it was more, like, along the lines of, like, we were supposed to keep that a fucking secret, you <laughs> stupid bitch. <laughs> oh, my God. That'd be... Is Kevin Feige's, like, that up front with her? <laughs> stupid fucking bitch. <laughs> We're supposed to keep that in a secret. Your stupid whore mouth can't fucking <laughs> stay closed. I wish Kevin, that was real. Kevin, I'm sorry. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Shut up, bitch. Go sit in the fucking corner. <laughs> I had plans. <laughs> anyway, that's all I got. <laughs> oh, yeah, there you go. Great. Yeah, Kevin Feige's an asshole. <laughs> that's our news. <laughs> And it's done. Great. <laughs> Tell you right now, don't got any trailers. No trailers? None. Well, I was lucky to pull up three. All right. Got three. Uh, I got the trailer for the latest Gus Van Sant movie. All right. Of course, he did Goodwill Hunting. Uh-huh. Uh, this time, he has uh, Joaquin Phoenix as a guy in a wheelchair. Okay. Called uh, Professor X. No, not Professor X. Okay. No. He's just like a guy who's uh he was in like a car accident and like he can't move anything from like his neck down. And it's him like basically coping with that. Alright. Called uh, Don't Worry, He Won't Get Far on Foot. <laughs> That's the title That's of the movie. name of the title. <laughs> it's the title of the movie. Alright. But now it's got Jonah Hill in it. Okay. Playing like a more different character than he's used to. Okay. I thought jo- Jack Black was in there too. Okay. Rooney Mara. It's a Strange cast, but... Yeah, sure. I'm curious. Yeah. Just the title of the movie has got me curious. Yeah. All right. Uh, another one I saw, which was kind of cracking me up, is uh, Michael Caine starring in a movie called The Dear Dictator. Sure. Where he plays a dictator in another country who's pen pals with an American teenager. All right. And when he's pretty much uh, a coup uprising happens in his country... He runs away and goes and lives with her in America. All right. <laughs> and it's, it looks pretty fucking funny. <laughs> All right. I was, I was, it, 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 it looks hilarious. Like, I... Michael Caine, like, as the dictator, has, like, this huge beard, and he looks like Fidel Castro. <laughs> I overheard you uh, listening oh. to this trailer, or whatever, and it sounded pretty funny. Yeah, I'm, I'm for it. It looks good. Great. As long as he says something about this size of a tangerine i'll just love it <laughs> <A> tangerine <laughs> uh my last trailer troy for a series on netflix speaking of netflix oh god uh and it looks crazy it's like a it's a tv sh- it's a show called altered carbon uh-huh and it stars uh joel kinnaman or okay. robocop uh-huh. of course and uh oh, of <laughs> he, he plays like uh like a detective in like a world where no one ever dies, they just transfer your consciousness over to like another body. Okay. And uh, he's pretty much in charge of figuring out who's killing all these people. Like, gr- the granted, they're not dying. 
He's a cop in this? Yeah. Does his consciousness get transferred into some sort of robot cop? No. Well, it's in like in a it's in a body that's already been like trained in like military stuff. And so it's like he has all these like fight scenes and like gunfights where he's like proficient even though he's like like he just became a cop. Sure. All right. I'm just going to make sure he's not trying to slide back. He's not robocop right. No. All right. <laughs> but uh no, it looks it looks really well done. Like it looks like a like a big budget movie, and it's like a series. Oh man! Well, Netflix is throwing out the money for this year. I tell you what. Yeah. Like six billion, I think. Jesus. And... Well, check it out because it is it looks really like I don't know how it's gonna be in terms of like the story, but it looks like it looks pretty close, like kind of like Blade Runner almost. Oh, okay. I'll check out that trailer. Yeah, Just... it looks it looks pretty good. All I'm right. kind of for it. All right. What's that one called again? Altered Carbon. Altered Carbon. Yes. Great. Check that out. Well, speaking... Oh, before we get to that... Oh, of course. we, we got to get, get the into tourney. the Tournament of Random Movies. We're in the semifinals now. Uh-huh. And, uh... Well, we had the, the our last quarterfinal match last week between UHF and Ghost Rider. UHF coming out on... Top. That's right. So we got our final winning sixty percent of the votes. I think the last it time did. I saw. It did indeed. So it was. It was a close one. It was a nail biter. It was a nail biter. Bit my nails. <laughs> you know, I think clean off. the only time I ever took a look at the rankings of it, UHF was always winning. <laughs> yeah, it never. It, there was a few times where Ghost Rider was starting to get a few more votes, but I think UHF was always in the lead. Great. No one gives a shit about that Ghost Rider. <laughs> Maybe if it was Ghost Rider 2. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. But that means we have our final four. All right. We got Friday the 13th, Part 6, Jason Lives, Black Dynamite, Grumpy Old Men, and UHF. Oh, my goodness. One of those four movies we're going to end up reviewing on the show, Troy. All right. Okay. Are you on board for all of them? Is there one that you're kind of weary about? I... The only one... Wait, what was the last one again? UHF. The one that won this week. I think that's the only one I haven't seen. I've I've seen part of Jason Lives. And I've seen Black Dynamite. And what was the other one? Not UHF. Uh, Grumpy Old Men. Grumpy Old Men. Of course I've seen Grumpy Old Men. Come on. But I don't, I don't have... like. I feel like this is where some... It's gonna be hard to it's hard, gonna it's gonna be hard, hard to, to vote. Pick. Yeah. Well, this week, of course, we got our first match: Jason Lives versus Black Dynamite. Oh man! All right. So we'll figure All that right. out. Throw in your posted. votes, people. Throw in your votes. The final four are out there. We got three more shows before we find the winner. Oh my goodness! Of the tournament of random movies. This is a fun little tourney. It is. <laughs> I got another one made up after this one, too. Oh, my goodness. If you're interested. Sure. Why right. not? Keep keep us talking about more different films. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. 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 I will say that Grumpy Old Men did like, surprise me. Really? I did not think that so many people would be behind Grumpy Old Men. I love Grumpy Old Men. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think I might have voted to for that one to win over... The it. It? Yeah. <laughs> Don't tell Dave. 
<laughs> it doesn't matter. It's all when you won. It doesn't matter. So there you go. Jason Lives versus Black Dynamite. Do you have a favorite in this one, Troy? Uh, This one I'm split on, so I might flip a coin. Okay. Cast my I'm vote. A l- I think I'm a little bit more on the side of Jason Lives. Yeah. I like Black Dynamite, but I don't know. All right. I, I've never seen Jason Lives, but I've got a feeling. I've got a hunch. All right. You're got going a on hunch. a hunch. You're going on a hunch. Got a hunch. <laughs> I just got a hunch. <laughs> what the fuck is Assy that? McGee? I don't know. Did you ever see that one? It was on Adult Swim. <laughs> oh yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, it's like there's only like three episodes of it ever, I think. But he always is like, I got always, a hunch. He's always farting. Oh <laughs> uh, wait, right. well that brings us into the main event of the evening, and with that. I'm going to ask for another beer. So an episode oh, of beer. Oh, wow. Right on the money. I'm also getting another beer here. Oh, my God. Two peas in a pod. Gassed. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Our drinking cycles are matching. <laughs> oh, there we go. Uh, that's going to lead us right in to Black Mirror Season 4. Yes. Uh, six episodes this season, JT, just like the last. Six, yep. Uh, high standing marks around the internet for Black yeah. Mirror. That's yeah. right. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes had a 96% wow. for it. IMDb has an 8.9 out of 10. And Facebook has it at a 4.9 out of 5. Did Tom vote? <laughs> he better have. <laughs> With his dumb, shitty white shirt, giving a thumbs up. That's MySpace, first of all. Oh. <laughs> Tom's from MySpace. But I'm just assuming he has a Facebook account at this oh, point. Oh, yeah. Everybody yep. does. He just gave up, and now he's he's gotten off of MySpace, and now he's on Facebook. Oh, my God. Tom. <laughs> he was everyone's friend. That's right. Love that guy. Yeah, how insecure you have to be that you have to make your own social media platform. You... Are automatically everyone's friend. I don't know. The fuck, Tom? Come on, Tom. Jesus. I wonder what that guy's doing right now. I don't know. Probably swimming in money. Probably not. He's probably... Like, <laughs> I don't even know if that... I don't know if his MySpace money lasted. I'm asking know. Google. Hey, Google. How much money does Tom from MySpace have? Jesus Christ! $60 million. Chump change. <laughs> He's probably not part of the 1%. <laughs> no. no. He's at least 2%. Trump just spits on him. <laughs> you loser. Only $60 million. You loser. Sad. Yeah. Why don't you buy another white t-shirt? <laughs> Go live in your shithole. Apparently he's in perfect health, so... <laughs> uh... So how do you want to do these? Do you want to break these down by favorite apps, or do you want to just go episode by app? I think we can go uh, episode by episode, but uh, in a uh, collective, without uh, for people that haven't seen it yet, which I don't see how you wouldn't, because we haven't. It's been out for three weeks, <laughs> right? But uh, as a collective, what, what do you think of of the season as a whole? As a whole, I think it might have been the weakest season, okay. but. There were really big standouts in it, too. Yeah. I think for every, like, 
each every episode has its equal opposite in my view. Okay. Like there's a really great one, and then there was kind of a bad one, and then the kind of ones that kind of hit in the middle. They just kind of hit in the middle. But like, yeah, there's a there's like, well, one of them I liked a, quite a bit. Okay. Like as a favorite. Okay. And then there were some other ones I didn't really get into until like the middle of the episode or so. All right. But um, now I'm trying to think. There's one that I'm looking at. And I'm like, what is this one? can't remember i have the tab up of what it is the one called the episode of hang the dj what is oh, oh that's the dating the dating, app, the yeah, dating, dating app. app one okay um yeah but i think they took some chances with a few episodes this yeah. season and uh they tried something like kind of different like they I, I don't know like there's one episode i want to talk about like Maybe for a little bit, that's, like, didn't seem like a Black Mirror episode, really. Okay. But, I mean, it's in the same vein, it kind of is, but it just didn't uh, it didn't have the same, like, flavor, I guess, yeah. as what we've already received. Mm-hmm. Which I don't know, it's like, is that good, is that bad? Like, I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, I don't know, what did you think of the season? Uh, I thought, like, as a whole, it was, it was still pretty good. Uh, I think there was three episodes that kind of felt like, weaker rehashings of older episodes yeah i could see that and then there was three that i thought were that i thought were really good and like really original considering the fact yeah but uh beyond that i think all in all it was still a pretty good season i will say that it is probably kind of on the weaker end maybe yeah but yeah keep in mind like the first two seasons were only like three episodes right right so it's like i mean like for Given a year to come out with all this, <laughs> I think it, it's still pretty good. Right, right. And it's still one of my favorite things on TV. Like, oh, yeah. Saying that this is the weaker of the season like means I still liked it. Yeah. I just didn't like it as much as some of the other ones. Yeah. Say, I'm like, yeah, I'm like saying it's like one of the weaker seasons, but like I'm not scoffing at like the 96% on Rotten Tomatoes. Right. I'm like, That's about right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, so, yeah, I, I'm kind of interested in uh what do you think about every every episode here like right. i mean it's been out for three weeks so far so like i don't feel like we need to do like a big spoiler yeah. alert if you i think seen i think yet yeah if you haven't seen it yet just turn this like uh kind of pause it because i think a lot of these are really fun where just like going into it not knowing what's going on yeah oh yeah for sure like if we ruin it for you like if you haven't seen it yet there's like, yeah well I've seen it. I saw it coming. Yeah, yeah. Like a lot. Yeah, like a lot of these are like even like not even knowing the premise. I think it's a lot of fun to just kind of dive oh, yeah. into them. Because there's some of the ones like the title of them almost means nothing. Yeah. To what the episode's mm-hmm. about, like almost three of them. Yeah. Like Archangel, Crocodile, Hang the DJ. So I don't even know what Crocodile means. No idea. <laughs> <laughs> so, so anyway. Let's get into it. All right. With episode one, season okay. four. The USS Callister. Yes. Starts out, I thought this was its strongest episode okay. of the season. Um, I also enjoyed that it like just decided to play with Star Trek like everything yeah. else is this mm-hmm. year. And so, but uh, when I this was the one episode that I heard about like bef- way before season four came out mm-hmm. that they're doing a Star Trek episode. Yeah, and I'm like, 
what do you mean they're doing a Star Trek episode? And the way they did it was ingenious. Yeah, it's in total Black Mirror fashion. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, do you want to go on and try to describe the premise of the episode? Well, uh, I don't, you just you follow the... He's like the creator of like this virtual video game, like internet game or whatever. Yeah. And uh, he develops his own private version of it where he can take people's DNA and create like uh, cybernetic <laughs> versions. Like virtual copies. Yeah, virtual copies of like people that he works with. I thought that was the most far-fetched thing. Yeah. Like having like, yeah, having a machine where it's like, oh, you sucked on a lollipop. I'm going to throw that in here. Yeah. Now I've made a, a complete... <laughs> a complete copy of you <laughs> off of a little spit. Yeah. I'm like, well, all right. Whatever. I, all right. Okay. I'll, 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 I'll let it slide. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, no, I thought it was really good. And, like, they definitely play it up where, like, the whole episode starts out with you kind of feeling sorry for him. And then when you see right. what he's doing outside of work, you're like, Jesus fucking christ yeah he only gets progressively worse yeah like shittier throughout the entire episode yeah it's it's pretty intriguing to see like he couldn't be that shitty and then he just tops nope. himself and you're like nope. yeah Jesus and then christ. even when they're like flashing back with like the one guy where like he yeah. made a duplicate of his son just to throw him into space and watch him die you're like <laughs> what the fuck man <laughs> too far <laughs> you were you went too far yeah Oh, but like yeah, he's like that's... psychologically breaking all of these like these people, right? And like this this episode also had like it was kind of like the first episode of the third season where they had like the more I guess stars in it. Like this one had and not as much as like last year where they had um uh Ron Howard's daughter. Oh yeah, uh, Bryce Dallas Howard. But Bryce yeah. Dallas. Um, they had the guy who played. Todd on Breaking Bad. Yep. As the, yeah. He was the main guy. Yep. And then yeah. they had one of the McPoyles as yep. his like co worker. Yeah. Like they're both like the boss of mm-hmm. this company or whatever. And then the mother from How I Met Your Mother. Right. I guess we don't know any of their names. We I just know them from other things. <laughs> and I thought there was one more guy in it, but maybe I am mistaken. But anyway, um I loved how this episode opened because it opens the at like it, how it looks like in in the sixties or whatever where yeah. like the yep. old Star Trek looks yeah with like Kirk and it's like and so shit. cheesy too it's like three cheers for our captain hip hip hooray <laughs> and it's even like in a different aspect ratio yeah. too it's like the old like yeah. four by three aspect ratio. yeah like it totally looks like a yeah, like a sixties show and then like when you see what's actually going on it's and then it's like oh shit he's like like when he like grabs all the women crew members and kisses them like when yeah. you see it there you don't really think much of it but then they're like yeah he makes us kiss him every time and it's like oh shit this is like really rapey <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah except he doesn't give him any genitals yeah which they point out in it because the one like the one mcpoyle brother pulls down his pants and he's like a ken doll yeah it's like jesus what the fuck is happening here um and then uh there's like a new recruit that's added to the office. Yeah. Who is a fan of uh, Todd from Breaking Bad. Yeah. Uh, and is like actual programming work. And he was, yeah. she was stoked to work with him rather than like yep. the guy who is like the CEO or whatever it is. Yeah. And, and then this guy, like, instead of talking to her, just 
takes her DNA and makes a copy of her so he can fuck with her in an environment where there's no... Yeah, where he's, like, God, essentially. Yeah. But, like, I mean, he does... I feel like if there was no interference, though, that wouldn't have been an issue, I suppose. Because she came, like, and was friendly to him, so I guess he would have, like, maybe continued that, like, friendliness, even though he's kind of, like, reserved and shy. He I don't seemed know. to be opening up until, like, he's, he, like, he's extremely jealous of a yeah. person. Yeah. And when other people said, like, he's kind of weird. Yeah. She was like, oh, I'm kind of, like, taken back by it and, like, uh, didn't really hang I don't know. He, he strikes anymore. me as, like, those people where they, like, they kind of admire from afar and they just kind well, of, like. yeah, that too, but. Yeah. He, I don't know. He had the, but it's not like, like a hot chick came into the office. Like I think there's like another one that is also in his game. Yeah. Like there had to be like another hot chick from the office that started once. Yeah. And then like he must have admired her from afar, but she never gave the time of day. But yeah. like she did give the time of day, so I feel like it, it could have worked into something. But he ended up just being a piece of it's shit. It's one of those, anyway. yeah. It's one of those things where it's like you don't know what came first, the chicken or the egg. Where right. it's like. Was he a creep before, or were they people just, like, <laughs> spreading rumors about him, like, right off the bat, where, like, he could never really connect with anybody, so he would just grab, nab people's DNA and make copies of them so he could either treat them like shit or whatever. Or treat them like shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, when he makes, like, like, not only does he kill that dude's son in front of him, he makes him use him as, like, a Ottoman. Like, and puts oh, his feet yeah. up on him and That's shit right. like that. And then, like, he, like, erases that one girl's face at one point to, like, teach her a lesson. Right. So, so she, she can't just, breathe. But she won't die either. She's yeah. just infinitely suffocated. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> oh, my God. Um. Uh, anyway, the, the chick from How I Met Your Mother ends up outsmarting him from within the game. Even yeah, though, it kind of like, turns into kind of like a heist at one point. Yeah, which I really enjoyed the like the tension parts of this because yeah. they're trying to like figure out how to communicate to the outside where their real bodies have yeah. no idea any of this is going on. Yeah, and so they're trying to shout out to them to get in t- to disrupt the game so yeah. they can make an escape. Yeah, in a way, like she almost like she almost like ruins like her real. Her real life person's life. <laughs> yeah. By, like, saying, like, oh, he's got all these pictures on your computer. You better take this from him. Yeah. And it's like, Jesus. <laughs> You're willing to fuck yourself over to save yourself. Right. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that's weird. Oh, well, I don't know about that. Um, but at the same time, like, the whole time they're doing this, it, it's making, like, a a great premise for like a star trek episode and a black mirror episode at the exact same oh yeah time. yep i thought they meshed really well together yeah they do a lot of like uh cheesy stuff in there that's like kind of star trek but but yeah also adding the idea that they're not really people they're just these like things of consciousness within this computer it's uh-huh. like it's like a perfect melding of the two like it was really really well done right and then they eventually figure out how to escape him in his own version of the game. And, like, the Black Mirror twist comes when they, like, exit through, like, a, a virtual wormhole to, like, the internet, essentially. Yeah. So they can join, like, the full version of the game that's yeah. public to everybody. Yeah. And then when that happens, 
Like, yeah. their costumes change from, like, the 60s version to almost, like, the Abrams version. Yeah. There's, like, even that's lens true. flares and shit that's like true. that. That's <laughs> true. I've totally forgot. That's, that's hilarious. <laughs> and so, like, you got to, yeah. like, see where it started to where it is now. And, like, yeah. and they're, like... And then like, Jesse Pinkman uh, threatens to blow him out of the sky. <laughs> As, like, an angry teenager. <laughs> yeah. Like, give me your loot. Give me your loot or I'll fucking blow you up. <laughs> It's like, what the hell is... It's because, like, I know. It almost, like, makes it seem where it's like, oh, shit, maybe this wasn't a good idea. Yeah. Like, now I have to deal with a bunch of fucking internet trolls. Yeah. Where, like, like, there's no consequence for them. They just treat you like shit all the time. Yeah. Because at first, he thought it was going to be, like, almost a happy ending. Because yeah. Because they get free of his control or whatever, and they're yeah. like... And then it ends kind of like a Star Trek episode. It's like, well, what do you want to do? And they're like, well... Let's have an adventure. Yeah. And then, like, that ends like Jesse Pinkman. Pink- yeah, <laughs> hey, who's a bitch? I'm king of the galaxy. <laughs> yeah. uh, Just throw in a few more twist. racial slurs and it'll totally be, yeah. like, Say more video than the game. N-word. That's yeah. That's 12, every 12 Dude, year old. You have no idea. <laughs> that, like, couple years where I was in a Call of Duty and I'd play Call of Duty, mm-hmm. it's like, it's so bad. Yeah. It's I've really been, bad. I've been, uh, privy to some of those conversations when I'm like was hanging out at my friend Joe's house and he was playing Call of Duty and it's yeah. just like Jesus. Wow. <laughs> There's some angry people on the internet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you snipe someone enough, they will uh yeah, they will call you everything. Everything. It's yeah. not just PewDiePie on there. No, it's not just PewDiePie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I, I really enjoyed the USS Callister mm-hmm. JT really well done. Really well done. Yeah. Um, the next episode was Archangel. Yes. Uh, do you want to go ahead with the premise on this one? Uh, well, it, it deals with a mildly overbearing mother yep. who, uh, is given an opportunity to be part of a test run of a certain software that you can implant in your child to pretty much follow them everywhere they go, and then like even when they're younger, you could set uh, like certain uh, restrictions where like if something pops up that spikes their their uh, adrenaline, like it'll blur it out. Uh-huh. And like uh, pretty much, over, like over, like it's like an overprotecting software yeah. for your for your children, yeah. and it kind of shows the effects on like this one woman. Who grows up through the years and like yeah. how it's affected her yeah. as time has gone on. Yeah. Um, this one, I like reading the premise, I was like very apprehensive on watching it. Yeah. Because I was like, oh shit, I just had a daughter and this could be like wrecking me or whatever. Yeah. But it never really did. Yeah. The one, the scariest part for me was like the very beginning on why she got the Archangel yeah. thing in the first place was that she was just at a park. Yeah. With her daughter, some other people walk by, she starts chatting with them, she goes to grab her, and she, then she just can't find her. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's scarier than anything else <laughs> in the entire episode. Yeah. Because really, there's nothing really scary in the rest of the episode, like, yeah. the strict fear. It's just kind of like a paranoia mm-hmm. of one person, even yeah. though the other person is just living a normal life. Yeah. For the most part. Yeah. Um, But yeah, like, that... <laughs> That struck fear in me, just yeah. being like, if I were to turn and be like, hey, Macy, we're... Macy? <laughs> and, like, she's not there, I'll be like, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck, oh, fuck. And, like, that would freak me the shit out. And oh, it yeah. did freak me out. Yeah. I don't I don't think I would ever go 
to do an experimental project where mm-hmm. they inject something in your kid's head that you can never get out. Yeah. So you can, like, essentially see what she sees whenever you want to and hear yep. what she hears. Yeah. And, like, just totally, like, nerf her whole life. Oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> By, like, not having her experience anything that if you don't want oh, to. I know. Oh. <clears throat> well, personally, this was, like, my favorite episode okay. of Black Mirror. Just because, like... No offense to my mom, but coming from some like, mother that's pretty overprotective, <laughs> yeah. I can kind of relate to a lot of this. Uh-huh. And I just liked like the layers that this this episode had too, where they kind of peeled it away. Where it starts out with her like using the like using the uh, like the censorship type uh-huh. app, where like she's like making sure that things that spike her adrenaline she never sees. Right, and then like. As she grows up, how that's affected her right. to what she is now. And then, like, the mom being driven crazy to where she's, like, now spying on her. Uh-huh. Basically from something that she did. Yeah. Because the only reason she really gets involved with uh, with the, uh, like, the bad boy in school is because he's the one that introduces all this crazy shit that she's never seen. Yeah. In, like, one big sitting. Right. <laughs> where it's like, oh, shit, like, this is... Like, it's disturbing, but it's interesting because I've never seen anything like this. Yeah. Because, like, he pretty much, like, meets up with him, like, the day that she, that the mom decides she's going to turn off the censorship app because, like, the the girl's becoming more homicidal almost. Like, she's, like, cutting her hand so she can see the blood, but she can't see the blood. Yeah, so she'll just keep doing it. Yeah. So, like, the mom turns it off, but then by that point, like, she's been developed to the point where... She's so interested in that stuff altogether that she connects with someone who's like, hey, you want to see someone get their head cut off? She's like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But I like that aspect of it where Mm -hmm. it's like she almost, because she's so overprotective, she pushed her into that lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. That was really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, and further what I where I it didn't really go where I thought it was gonna go either because like there are big chunks of her life where they she turns it off like from yeah. like when she was like maybe like an older child to like a younger teen or maybe an older teen like mm-hmm. it's not on that whole time she like puts the thing away yeah and it wasn't until she like kind of stopped coming home yeah because she found like interest in boys or yeah but I like that though because. I think that's pretty much where parents get the most paranoid is when they're teenagers and they're like, they're getting further away from you and they're experiencing life outside of being around their parents. Yeah. Where it's like, oh shit, like I, I, I don't know where they are. And then that's where you could, you can see yourself talking yourself and do, well, I'll see what she's doing right now. Yeah. Just to check up on her. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, she's doing blow. <laughs> or she's getting banged. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, Christ, that was unnerving. The yeah. fucking, her coming in on, like, whatever she's doing, and she's just getting, she's, she's having sex with her boyfriend. Yeah. Yep. It's like, oh, my God. <laughs> that would fucking yeah. fuck me up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And then even before she even had an inkling that she was pregnant, like, slipping the morning after pill into her orange juice and making her sick. Yeah. Like, God. Like, fuck. <laughs> it's just... <laughs> Like, it's just shit like that where, yeah, it's just, like, in in the same way, you can you can kind of sympathize with the mom, but you can almost be like, fuck, like, just let it go. Right. 
It went like from just, like coddling to like hobbling almost. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like it's one of those things where it's like it's it's just best not to have that temptation available. Mm-hmm. But the fact that it is available, you can't really see yourself being like, "Well, I wouldn't do that." Right. Like if yeah, since you're a parent, like if you if Macy was old enough where she was gone and you had no idea where she was. You can't oh, yeah, tell that me temptation that temptation would definitely be there. <laughs> you can't yeah, tell me that yeah. if you had the opportunity to like pull up like a screen to see where she is at that exact moment. Yeah. And then seeing what she's doing, if it's something bad, that would not affect how you react around her. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, that temptation was would definitely be there. Yeah. Christ. <laughs> how does this episode end? Uh, it pretty much ends with her running away. Because uh, she beats the shit out of her mom because oh yeah that's and then right. and that's also really cool too where like as she's like in this tussle with her mom she accidentally turns on her censorship chip again and then just keeps punching her but she can't see what she's doing because it's blocked out and then uh-huh. when she turns it back on and sees what she did she's horrified and leaves uh-huh. oh yeah <laughs> it's so good <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah and this is the this is the episode that Jodie Foster directed. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I guess I didn't even know she directed an episode. Yeah. How do you like that? Mm-hmm. Pretty good, Foster. Yeah. Good one. Way to go, Foster. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that that was Archangel. Yeah. JT, really good. That's favorite. my favorite. Man, two hot ones. We already got our, yeah, right off the gate. Your favorite and my favorite. So, Man. it's all downhill. These are rest, the rest of these are going to suck <laughs> real bad. Uh, third episode, Crocodile. Crocodile, yes. I have no idea why it's called Crocodile. Me neither. And you wouldn't get why it would be from watching anything of this. Yeah. But, uh, this, I found this one to be... Uh, I like this one a little bit more than Archangel. Okay. But I would almost have them be somewhat same in the likability like factor for me or whatever. Okay. I would grade them kind of the same. Yeah. But... Uh, Crocodile is like plays on like extreme paranoia, eh. but like uh, maybe not so much. Not so much paranoia as it is like like infallibility. Like there's nothing. Yeah. There's nothing to really. To nothing to really guard yourself from. Sure. Like it all. Like the whole the episode starts. Um, and I think this one is filmed in Iceland or something, too. I think so, too. Like, the scenery yeah. in this one is amazing. Oh, yeah. Because it's just, like, vast, like, mountain yep. vistas and shit like that. It looks yeah. great. Yeah. Um, but it starts with, like, like, a boyfriend and girlfriend just, like, driving down the road and they accidentally smoke a bicyclist. Yeah. And kill him. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, oh, shit. So... <laughs> What they decide to do instead of, like, calling the police because I think the boyfriend is high? Yeah, they were on drugs at the time. I think they, were, they think they were coming back from a rave, actually. Um. So instead of, like, calling the police and having them be involved, they decide to just, like, throw his body in a sleeping bag and just, like, drown him in the lake. Yeah. Which he's already dead. He's not going to drown, but just sink him to the bottom of the lake yeah. or whatever. And so that's, like... I don't even know, like 10 years ago or whatever. Yep. And then it jumps ahead to like the current point in mm-hmm. time where their lives are completely different. And you're just following the girlfriend in this situation yeah. where she's living like a pretty normal life, if not pretty great for herself. Yeah. She's, she's like an architect and she has like a kid. Yeah, and she like seems to be doing very well yeah. for herself. 
And so everything's going well. And then she ends up going to this one, like a conference or something and meeting up with the old boyfriend again. Yeah. Who is like, can't deal with the stress of that situation anymore. Like he's guilt stricken. And he's like going to come out and like just confess to what he did so he can feel better. Mm -hmm. And she's like, well, you can't do that because I got all this going for me. Yeah. And so like her fear of like that getting out and her whole life crumbling. Yeah. Like sends her on like this terrible path of just like, murder yeah <laughs> it's like holy shit yeah. your life would have been better off yeah just like having it come out and be like yeah it happened like whatever like 10 years yeah. ago it was an accident like uh, yeah they, it, they throw in like small things here and there where you kind of sympathize with her because it's like his idea to throw him in the lake yeah and then he's the one that wants to come clean with everything after she's like made this great thing out of her life yeah and then, but then she like ends up killing him, and then like the rest of, and then after that, it's like a small. They go into this other story, right, where they follow this insurance claims chick, who is like uh, investigating an ordeal that has nothing to do with her. It's just mm-hmm. like someone got clipped by like a pizza delivery truck or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it happened like on the same street, and it's like watching this this uh, thing unravel to where she finally interviews her, and then. Uh, she has this machine where it can it kind of deciphers your memories of the night. Right. So she deciphers like her memories of her killing her uh boyfriend. Uh-huh. And then how it kind of unravels from there, which I don't know from up to that point, like I wasn't really into it cuz I'm like you're you're kind of a piece of shit person already. Yeah. I'm not really into you. And then like I don't see where you're going. Like I can kind of see where you're going to go with this whole thing where it's like, "Oh, you're finally going to get to her where she was on the same street." And then yeah. You're, and then she's going to like do something to you. But then, like when they got to where she was like, "Did you talk to anybody?" And then she goes through her light, her memories, uh-huh. and starts like pulling out like her husband and oh like my oh, God. and then it's like, Jesus Christ! And then it's like your memory is like totally like fucking you over. Yeah, the, like holy shit! Like this episode is fucking dark. At yeah. The end. Oh like, God! Probably yes. the darkest. It one. is. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I remember when we were talking about mother, and you said that like killing a child is like shock value. Like this, this felt more like shock value to me. Like I don't think they had to go that far with it. I don't it. think, and I at first I didn't think they did, and because like it doesn't show it. Yeah, thank God. <laughs> but yeah. like it, like Im- heavily implies, and then you like see her leave, and you can't tell. Like you know she's already. Like, killed another person, but you don't know if they got to the kid or not. Yeah. Until, like, the police are there. Yeah. And they're like, the sad part is, like, that baby was blind. Yeah, the baby was blind, so it wouldn't be able to even, they wouldn't be able to see anything. But then they get the memory of the hamster. (laughs) (laughs) I almost, like, I mean, it was, it was a decent twist, but I was laughing hysterically when they're, they're, like, putting that fucking machine on the fucking hamster. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I thought, I was like, okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Like, Whatever it takes to get this bitch behind bars yeah. and give her the chair or whatever it is. Yeah. But, like, I – this was the one I wasn't really into till like, halfway through. Kind of yeah. like you. Yeah. Because I was – at the same time, because they're cutting back and forth between her and the, like, insurance claim person. Yeah. And for a while, you don't really know what the insurance claim person is up to because yeah. it's seemingly unrelated. Because yeah. you – and – 
Well, I, like, I could kind of tell where they were going to go with it because you do remember, like, she looks out the window after she but kills she... him, and then they show they show the 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 claim that this insurance chick is going after, where like that pizza delivery truck like clips yeah. a dude. Yeah, but I thought they show her like before all that kind of happens, and they're showing her like just interviewing people. Maybe I'm wrong. No, I do remember like they they show it like it's like so random where I'm like, why did they show that? And then they have like the the insurance claims girl like asking people about this accident and then you're like oh okay so it's gonna come to a head where she's gonna finally see her memories and see what she did and then shit's gonna hit the fan yeah but then like the twist i did with it where it was like instead of her being found out she turns on she turns on the insurance claims chick and then like uses her memories to fuck up her life yeah where like she's not just killing her but she's killing her husband she's killing her kid (laughs) where you're like jesus christ (laughs) like that's some dangerous ass fucking technology then. <laughs> and then she just goes to like sit at her kid's recital after she does all that. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck? Even though you can tell she's like fucked up by it. Yeah. And then all because of one dance of like a kid that the counselor finally decides to like do something. Do you remember that? Like the, the one girl was dancing and it looked like she was dancing sad. And so, like, the counselor at the school, the principal at the school is like... What, Book of Henry? Maybe maybe I should do something about this. And then, like, calls the police in. No, the police show up because they fucking got the hamster. Yeah, but, like, didn't... Like, the... The, uh... The... Fuck, what am I... Didn't the principal or whatever, like... No, that's Book of Henry. Is it the Book of Henry? (laughs) That was the Book of Henry, Troy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> is it that was the oh, book of henry fucked up yeah the police show up because they fucking look through the memories of the hamster yeah you're right <laughs> why are you getting the book of I henry don't mixed know. up oh my god uh. <laughs> it's all the child murder that's just like fucking me up Book of Henry, check it out sometime. <laughs> anyway, uh, so anyway, yeah, the lady ends up getting the chair or whatever. She ends yeah. up, I don't know, you don't see what happens to her, but you can assume that she gets piss pounded mm-hmm. in some sort of prison. Yeah. I don't know. This is the one, this is one of the ones that reminded me of like a f- past episode. Like this reminded me a lot of the shut up and dance from last season. Yeah. Where it's like someone being pushed to do crazier and crazier shit because technology's pushing them to do so. Because there's this infallible, this infallible inf- like information right. that's kind of blackmailing them. Yeah, to do crazy, crazier shit. This not this one's not necessarily blackmailing either. It's, it is kind of like she does really. have she has visual proof that this woman murdered somebody. Yeah, but it's not blackmail. Like it's not. You know, it's not blackmail, but it's like. It's, it's, like a, it's information It's information that's going to fuck up your life. Yeah, but it's like she accidentally stumbled upon it, and she did fucking murder somebody. So yeah. So you want her to go not unpunished? Well, the kid in <laughs> Shut Up and Dance did jerk off to kids. Did you not want him to go unpunished? <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It kind of it gave me, like, it, it's not, like, the exact same premise, but it gave me that feel from Shut Up and Dance where it's this woman... Being driven to do this crazier shit that she wouldn't have done otherwise if 
the technology did not show that she did certain things. Yeah. This is like one episode I can see people not being so into. Because yeah. it is, like, even I wasn't really into it until like halfway through. And then yeah. it does have like a very mm-hmm. bleak, dark God ending. damn it. So, like, <laughs> I mean, I personally liked it because I felt like it really took chances for it. Yeah. And I wasn't afraid to shy away from some of that stuff. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Like, a- this is at the lower end of the spectrum for me, but like I said, like, I fucking, I loved, I loved the whole season regardless, so it was still good. Yeah. It was just, like, on the lower end for me. It was probably, eh, well, I don't know. I liked it about as much as Archangel, I think, but there was some, there was, like, one other one that I like less than this. Okay. You probably know what it is by this point. But, um, uh, the fourth episode, if you're, if we're done talking about Crocodile. All right. Is called Hang the DJ. Yes. Um. I don't know why it's called that. I think it's a song they play at the end. Is it? Okay. Well, jury's still out on that. But uh, this one I would like to hearken to almost like a San Junipero. It's it's their San Junipero. Yeah. (laughs) This one is totally San Junipero. (laughs) This was the one with like a happy ending. Yeah. Even though like a lot of depressing stuff happens through it. Well, it's it's pretty much the exact same ending of San Junipero where it's happy, but then you just find out that it's just a small block in this huge building block of something greater than them. Yeah, but I mean, at the at the end of this one though, you find out like not any of it is real. Yeah, and like San Junipero is all like actually living something out. Yeah. And like the what happens at the end of this is just up to your imagination, I suppose. Yeah. It is like a crazy concept where their idea of developing a a dating website system is developing people that would fight the system. Yeah. So like, <laughs> so you spend this whole time developing the system, and then. You consider it a success when the people fight that system, right? I well, I guess if it works, if it's got a ninety nine point eight percent, there you go. Well, that's that's good. But this one, um, it it starts out like in the in this like almost like commune. Yeah, it feels like a weird like cult commune, right? Where everyone is like, like attached a- to this thing called what's it called? I don't even. It's like a, a like a little, yeah. Disc. Like everyone walks around. There's like yeah. This like small little disc that tells them everything they're supposed to do. Even like the people they're supposed to date. Yeah, and how long yeah. you're gonna date them for? Yeah, and uh, so, but they all live in this like walled in, like commune where everything inside is like perfect, and essentially free. I guess. Yeah. And you're like, right off the bat, me and Chelsea were watching this, and she's like, what is going on in this world? <laughs> and why do they have to live with these people? Yeah. Like, there's no... Why Why is all this going on? Why can't they get outside? Trust the system. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Trust the system, right? And you don't find out until the very end, but um, that all of it makes sense. Yeah. But uh, I found the premise of it very interesting like you find you get like a 
a, a ping up on your like little disc or whatever. Yeah. It says meet at your table at the restaurant to meet your partner. Mm-hmm. And then you get there and then you get to know each other or whatever. And then you can see how long that you are meant to be together. And like, it yeah. could range anywhere from <sighs> a couple hours to a couple years. Yeah. Whereas like the two people in this that you follow, they meet for 15 hours or something. Yeah, it's uh, 12 hours. 12 hours, 15 hours for the first time. And so they seem to be hitting it off, Yeah, I guess. They're both new to it. Yeah. So they're both kind of shy, don't really know how it works. And at the end of the 15 hours, they kind of like reluctantly d- like split from each other. Yeah. And then the next relationship that the guy is in is in it for like... He's like two years. Two years, yeah. And then the girl and that other, his other half, yeah, um, just is on a series of relationships for that whole two yeah. years. Like she gets like one that's like for nine months, and then after that, it's like every, it's like, like a day. Yeah, it's like a day, <laughs> and then she just gets so numb to it, she just starts fucking every single guy she dates. Right. Well, that because that the first guy she meets after, I guess the first initial guy. Yeah. Like the one she's with for nine months. Like, has been through the ringer already to try yeah. to He's find, like... well, like, we, we should really fuck the first day. Right, to get it over with. <laughs> get it over with. And yeah. so, like, she has, like, amazing sex with him or whatever, yeah. right? Like, blows her mind. This one was very risque, too. Dude, they, there's so much fucking in this one. <laughs> yeah. There's, like, constant fucking in yeah. this one. And kind of graphic at some points, too. Yeah. I was like, holy shit. Um, I'm horny. <laughs> <laughs> TMI truck. I'm already just thinking about it. Just uh <laughs> I'm horny, <on> baby. <laughs> but uh so they lived completely drastic life, and the whole time this guy is living with this girl hates her for yeah. two years. Yeah. Like he can't wait to leave her at the end of that two years. And then um I don't know what would happen if they I was thinking like this the whole time, like what if they just left early from whatever relationship they were in? Does that work? No, Troy, got to trust the system. I get that, but, like, what if you're like, fuck the system, and just be like, I'm leaving you? That's what they do at the end. <laughs> but, like, in the good way, like, what if you did it, like, the bad way? Like, I don't know. I don't know either. I guess they didn't think everything out, but uh, at the uh, end of his, like, two-year tenure with this lady, they can't, like, get away from each other fast enough. Yeah. And then, uh... Do they meet up again? Yeah. Right after that? Yeah. At like a a party or something? No, they uh they're put on another date with each other. Oh yeah, that's right. And then, then they start dating again, but then uh she decides that they're not even gonna check their expiration date. Right. Because why would you want to ruin a good thing? Yeah. Um and so they don't for the longest time and they have like a good time together yeah. and but he gets curious, like, I need to know, like, if this is going to last because I'm very happy. Yeah. But I promised her I wouldn't, but I'm just going to do it anyway. And because he did screw with the system, like, what was going to last, like... Five years. Years, yeah. yeah. Like, turn, like started recalibrating and got significantly... It cut down to, like, the next day. <laughs> yeah. And so, like, then he's all pissed, like, that it, he thinks it's not going to last yeah. because it's only going to last a day. But it's only because, like, he told her that 
he saw the time and that's what makes her pissed in the first place. So that's what would make her break up. That's the way I took it. Like, well, no, they, they were undid it. He undid it to himself. Yeah. And so they get all pissy with each other. I can't. What happens after this? Well, they end up splitting up because they were only supposed to be together for that rest of that day. And then uh, they're both told, or one of them's told that they're going to meet their soulmate. And then when they get to meet their soulmate, they get to meet one other person the day before they meet their soulmate. So he chooses her. Right. And then that's when they decide to run away together. And they run away together and they find out that they're just... Which I like... I like that like Black Mirror twist on it where they get to the end and then they find out that they were just uh, like a small blip in like this calibration for a dating app. All right. Where it's just a guy that sees a girl from across the room. Yeah. And this is like the entire simulation of like one of the thousand uh, <laughs> simulations of how their life would be. Right. And then in almost every single simulation like. They get together or whatever. Yeah. Like, like except for like, like point 99, 99.8. Yeah. I think they said they had. Yeah. And so all of that is just like, yeah, happened in like a millisecond or but whatever. Yeah. But I love that because it's, it's a total black mirror thing where it's like these, these two people think that they're so special. That they run away and then they come to find out that they're one in 997 <laughs> other instances where this happened. Yeah. So they're not special at all. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, not like in in a simulation way. I guess they wouldn't be special, but they'd be special for each other in real life if it all worked out. Yeah, but this right? particular simulation is nothing special. Oh no, <laughs> it's the same as the other. It's the same as yeah, happened. the other nine hundred ninety seven that did it, and it was a success. Yeah, and then uh, so this guy sees this girl from across the room. That have, like, the dating apps. Yeah. And he just approaches her, and that's the end of the that's episode. That's the end of the episode, yeah. So, a happy ending, because you figure out, like, these could be compatible matches, and these could live a happy life after. Yeah. Like, didn't say that he's a murderer, or she's, like, a weird rapist, or anything <laughs> like that. It's just, like, two people just want to be with each other, and it was pretty sweet. I really enjoyed this episode. It's probably my second favorite one. Yeah. I, I, it kind of struck me as kind of like their way of doing another San Junipero to me. Yeah, I, I did see that, but you can only take so much dourness. That's <laughs> like, true. A little pick-me-up is good to like get you going on for the rest of the season or That's whatever. That's true. It was a good pick-me-up. I liked it. Fair enough. Um, the fifth one, uh, entitled Metalhead, yeah. is the one that I was talking about that's, I think, the most of a departure yeah, for Black but I thought it, I, it was a welcome departure for me because it was it was more straightforward. Like I didn't it didn't like try and put like a big plot in front of me or whatever. Like it was I think this was like a nice palate cleanser. I could see that from like the rest of it where everything was so plot heavy. Like this was like a this was like a really effective horror film to me. Yeah, I wa- almost wanted more substance from it, though. Like, I liked it enough that it was just, like, almost just a chase Yeah. throughout the whole thing, and there's no real, like, backstory. Well, I, yeah. I actually, I was looking for more backstory yeah. in it, but, um, and there's no, like, big, huge twist at the end. There's just, like, a small little reveal. Yeah. Um, I, I just, 
And it, this one was also all in black and white. Too, yeah. Yep. Which I thought worked with like the kind of the bleak kind of apocalyptic tale that they were telling. Yeah. But this one, even though there is like high level technology in it, they're really kind of playing it. I won't, I'm going to say low tech because yeah. it's not there. All, all she is, is running away from the, essentially this Terminator monster. It's like yeah. a, a ro- little robot dog, yeah. which those actually exist. I've seen those before. Like those really? dogs. Yeah. Like they're, I've seen you like look up YouTube videos. There's like people that actually have those. Are they the like ones they that like, like, like kick over and stuff? And yeah, they and then, yeah. Then you get back up and shit. <laughs> okay, so not these like not the real thing. Yeah, no, it's not. It's okay, not a. Good. It's not a fucking like self-aware dog that fucking chases you like. Okay, melds, good. Because I was scared. Yeah, melds his leg with a butcher knife to try and stab you. <laughs> good, good. But it's only um, years away. I think I even read somewhere that they, that a lot of this was actually practical effects with one of those. Bots. Oh really? Because they yeah, they didn't. They kind of looked out of place sometimes. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Mo- uh, Molly was like, "There is some. This has some really bad CGI." And I'm like, "I think a lot of this is real." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, up close, but like sometimes it's movements. I mean, I, you could tell like it was yeah, not really there. Yeah, and uh, I, maybe they did some black and white to hide it because it is like a fully maybe, yeah. CG. Yep like thing in this yeah so oh well but i don't know i liked it because it's just it is it's scary because it's it's so unrelenting unrelenting even when it gets to points where it's like oh she finally subdued it now they're probably gonna jump into like something that's more plot driven nope but like it fucking digs its way out of a fucking car crash and is still chasing her like that scene where like she's like she's been like walking forever and she looks over and there's like that dog fucking hauling ass like three hills away where you're like god damn like it feels so unrelenting and it's so good yeah um yeah i I don't know this i mean having this one be straightforward it's like not as interesting to talk about at least not for me because i I was gonna say like this one's probably my least favorite of this of the season yeah, I just liked it because it was different. Like, yeah, it definitely was different. Yeah, it is black, a palate cleanser. Yeah, like, Black yeah. Mirror is so it 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 is a very plot driven anthology series, and I just I appreciated that they would take the time to just tell a straightforward horror film, but still throw in those like technological things where it's like, here's a robot that exists that becomes self aware. Like, imagine, like, it just unrelentingly chasing you through, like, the countryside. Yeah. And it's the shortest one, too. I think it's only, like, 45 minutes long. Yeah, I was just going to say, it's, it is the shortest one. Um, but, yeah, the, I was just looking for a little bit more on this one, a little bit more substance to make it, like, feel like a, yeah. a larger world, I guess. I didn't like the ending, though, where it was them getting teddy bears. Yeah, that was, like, the reveal at the end. I was like, yeah. eh. I would have liked it more if they were there to get, like, other supplies, and then because they went to get the teddy bears is when they wake this up, because then it's, like, it gives you that feeling where, like, because we've invested so much in this technology, we can't even be afforded, like, the small comforts in life, like a teddy bear for a child. Right. And it was weird, like, when they went to go get them, they moved that box, and, like, one of those robot dogs was, like, hiding behind the box of teddy bears? Yeah, I, I, my Why? my idea was that it, it was like there and it like they like woke it up or something. Sure, but like, why was it? 
why did it happen to be conveniently there? I don't know. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. Why would it, why was it anywhere? Sure. But I mean, <laughs> behind teddy bears. Fucking, why not some, be like by gasoline or something? Some high class teddy bears. I guess. I don't know. So that, anyway, that was Metalhead. So a, a definite palate cleanser, something completely different that yeah. Black Mirror quite hasn't I just, done. Yeah, yet. something straightforward. I just I appreciate it for just for it being that. Yeah, like it wasn't anything that was su- super over the top or super epic. It was just a, a simple chase between this woman and this like robot dog. Mm-hmm. I thought it was really interesting. Um, and that leads us into the last episode probably the most black mirriest yeah. episode yet yeah <laughs> uh the black museum yeah um this one i have opinions on okay because i'm on the fence still i can still be swayed either way i st- i will say that i still like this one but this one is my least favorite i could see that and like the one thing i'm leaning towards the negative side is like i like they have like different artifacts in this black museum from like other shows. Yeah. Which I'm like not a huge fan of. I don't want this to be a big cohesive mm-hmm. universe. I want them to be like twilight episode, twilight yeah. zone episodes. Yep. So I mean there, so there's that I do like, I mean the whole reveal at the end is like layers on layers of stuff using the yeah. three different technologies that they like introduce in this whole thing. Yeah. But uh, like it almost not even that. I don't even think anything is really connected to the first story. Oh, I don't even remember what the first story was. The one with the dude that can feel people's pain. Oh yeah. The doctor that can feel people's pain. And then like he ends up going insane. Oh yeah. But don't they, Oh no! They don't really do anything with that. They do. They do things with like the people that can put people in their brains. Yeah. And then they do the thing with like the guy at the end. But yeah, that one's just kind of like a. We got some time to kill. You want to hear the story about this doctor? That. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I did kind of like. I did like that story though. Yeah, I think that's my favorite story out of the three, and it's the one that's the least connected to the other to the rest <laughs> of the stories in the in the episode. <laughs> oh yeah. Man, I, I I thought they incorporated all three of them. Maybe not. No, I this one felt a lot like they were trying to rehash that uh, Black Christmas episode mm-hmm. with this one, where it was, yeah. a, it was it was a lot of like seemingly unconnected stories all coming together at the end. But I thought Black Christmas did it a hell of a lot better than than this one. Oh did. yeah, Black Christmas is probably one of the best Black oh, Mirror episodes yeah. ever. Yeah, I fucking <laughs> love Black Christmas. And this one, like it. It had like a a cool like way to tell the story on how there's like three like oh, like three different stories inside like an overarching story. Yeah. So I was like, oh, that's kind of cool because I think each short had also a different writer and director for it. Okay. Too, or at least a different writer. Yeah. Because in the credits, I saw like the man who loved pain like was written by yeah this guy i remember i remember them i remember seeing something where like the the doctor one was based on like a short story someone wrote yeah so i mean that's that's good but the, like the main guy who runs the museum like i just couldn't get behind like i couldn't i didn't <laughs> yeah. like him as a character i was like oh, this kind of this guy kind of yeah. sucks he seems yeah he seemed like this carny cheesy dude and then like he seemed like this kind of entity that was on the outskirts of all these stories until you get to the last one where you're like, Oh, you're a terrible piece of shit person. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
And so, like, the whole... Uh, the, the whole ending to it ended up being, like, a revenge thing um, against him. Yeah. Like, the... I can't even remember how at this point, but, like, during his whole black museum, like, carnival show that he's yeah. got, he's got, like, a simulation of an inmate who was on death row. Yeah, they took, like, the... They simulated the consciousness of an inmate who was on death row for a crime, for, like, killing, like, a weather girl or something. I don't remember. And, uh... He got this guy to sign these papers to, like, let him extract his consciousness before he died uh, like a, a, on the electric chair so then he took his consciousness and put him in the museum but then people started getting bored with seeing him so then they had to do a thing where they would uh simulate him getting electrocuted right so it's just people going through the through the uh, museum electrocuting him right for up to what was it 15 seconds or something I think before it was only he was would... 10 seconds and then after that you had to stop yeah and then... Because that, it would totally zap his consciousness into nothing. Right. But then, like, people would come in... Like, as it that started going on and being, like, an attraction, it got, yeah. it got boring, and then, like... Then he started bringing, like, like, fucking masochistic psychos that would jerk off while they're doing it. Right. <laughs> like, oh, God. Or, like, because the guy on death row was black, they have, like, racist bigots that want to come in and just torture black people yeah. and stuff like that. And so, like... He'd be like, hey, okay, I don't know about this. But then they'd, like, hand yeah, him, like, a handful a of, money of money and be like, well, I can look the other way for a few more seconds. And so, like, that's how he kept in business, by just being a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> and so, eventually, this guy, I don't even know how he lasted as long as he did, the simulation. Yeah. Like, ends up turning into a, a vegetable. Like, I really don't understand still, like, how that happened, because <laughs> yeah. he is just virtual like yeah. can't you just like hit reset and well like... he is like yeah he's like a consciousness so it's it's not like he's but still it... a living being but it's yeah but couldn't you just be like go to like last save point or something <laughs> 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 i don't know i don't know i think they, they're tr- they, they're trying to uh uh show that it's an actual living right. even though it's I, like I, I get it yeah but it's was, just like you're fucking you like think too treat hard this fucking shit like metal gear solid like it's like <laughs> let's go back to the last save point snake? where snake yeah. are you a vegetable snake um anyway but the uh we haven't even talked about, like, the girl that's introduced right at the very beginning. Yeah. Which, by the way, I'm addicted to the fucking uh, Someone There to Remind Me by Dionne Warwick song that they play in the beginning. Oh, yeah. It is so fucking good. <laughs> uh, she shows up in a nice old-timey car, I guess. Yeah. Um, and needs to recharge it, so the only thing at this recharge station is this black museum. So she goes in and she gets to see all the stuff the guy's showing or whatever mm-hmm. until they finally get to that exhibit where the guy's in there. Well, the twist of the ending is that the guy, the consciousness in this thing, is her dad. Yeah. And, like, her mom is living inside of her, yeah. which you saw in a previous short earlier in the episode. No, her mom, that's not her mom. Her mom was, uh, 
she came to the museum and saw the consciousness of him there. Yeah. And it was so much for her that she took a bunch of pills to kill herself. Oh. But she was alive that? enough to put her her uh, consciousness in her in her brain. That was like another story. That was an unrelated story. the The story before that one was where she put her she, the mom was putting a bear. The mom was in the bear. Yeah. Because I thought her dad went into the bear, but her mom lived inside of her head. No, no, it's a. Are you fucking sure? I no, it's watched not. it. Okay, the first story has nothing to do with, with the girl. It was just an, an unrelated story where it was this couple where the wife was in a coma, so they put I thought her. You said the unrelated one was the one with the guy who feels pain. Yeah, that's the only unrelated one. Right, and so the but the, this one's related in the sense where like the it gives you the whole tale of like the the mom being in in this girl's brain, and then the teddy bear that she takes with her out when she leaves, because yeah. the mom's in the teddy bear, the mom from the second story is in the teddy bear. Yeah, right. I knew that. Yeah, but like, isn't the girl who shows up like to the black museum isn't the mom in her head yeah like, seeing what she sees yeah well that's what i'm saying okay <laughs> so that's, i was yeah. right okay all right chill all right, calm down um <laughs> uh, oh fuck I, anyway there's layers of this one this one is like felt like the most complicated needlessly yeah. complicated i guess yeah because at one point I'm like, so like this is layered on top of this, and like Black Mirror and Museum and all this stuff is here, and it's all <laughs> fucked up. And now the guy is in the electric chair and he's frying. Yeah, yeah, I didn't. Yeah, and then but like he was in the head of the. <laughs> See, the, the she found a way to this, put. The more I hate yeah, it. <laughs> she put. She found a way to put the ver- put him in the virtual head of the virtual guy in the wheelchair, and like, ah, yeah, it's. It's super convoluted. Like yeah. I'm not yeah, I'm all right. Not really into this you, one. Yeah, you turned me into like not liking this <laughs> Uh yeah, okay. So like like it's not terrible. Like I do like the first story they do. Yeah, me too. But I feel like they try and real hard to try and connect as much of the story as possible at the end where it's like we did this, and now we're putting him in this head because of that second story. Remember that? And it's like, ugh. <laughs> all right, I get it. Oh, shit, revenge. All right, let's get it over with. <laughs> all right. What a coincidence that the only few stories that you told ended up being plot devices for this episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. But, um, so, yeah, anyway, that's all of the episodes for season four of Black Mirror, JT. Yeah. Um. Even though, like, we did get frustrated with that last episode, I still, uh... <laughs> I think, really... yeah, definitely watch it all the way through. I'd even say watch Black Museum. There's some good There's some good in, uh, yeah. uh, stories in there. Yeah, the shorts in it are really good. I just didn't like, I guess, the overarching story as yeah. much. But the three shorts are, are pretty decent in mm-hmm. it. Um, so what would you grade Black Mirror? Altogether, I would give it a, a good solid A. Yeah, I liked it all the way through. I, I'm I always love Black Mirror just because they, just the way they tell stories and everything. I I'm always a fan of Black Mirror. Yeah, I think I would give um, this season only compared to the other ones maybe an, uh, like an A minus. Okay. All the other ones I'd probably give like a, a solid A or even A pluses. Yeah. 
but like this one i i would give like an a minus i i really dug it yeah but um i don't think as much as the other ones but i mean that's still high praise oh yeah <laughs> black mirror is the best thing and like now that we're getting more anthology stuff there's like that philip k dick thing going to yeah. amazon i think it just came out on amazon too Did it? i need to i need to watch it and uh that hulu thing that you mentioned earlier yep. my goodness so many anthologies and aren't they like also trying to redo the twilight zone too yeah it's man got a bunch of stuff you can watch so many anthologies uh well besides watching this oh you know what also was great about this week i had this what? watched like two weeks ago yeah so like i had no reason not to prep for this episode <laughs> like, I, this is like one i was like man i've watched it i don't have to cram it like minutes before we start it's recording so freeing <laughs> it was very freeing i like it <laughs> i loved it uh, but besides that, is there anything else you've been uh, watching? Uh, well, me and uh, Molly watched uh, Battle of the Sexes. Okay. The uh, film with uh, Steve Carell and uh, Emma Stone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. About uh, Billie Jean King and Bobby Fischer. Yeah. I think it's called. Yeah, it was it was all right. Yeah. I, I thought it was it was enjoyable. I liked it. Yeah. Especially like if like going through like. Uh, it's really poignant for nowadays where people were like the me too movement where like oh, you sure. can look back on like dudes from the seventies where they were like super convinced that women were so below men. <laughs> like Bill Pullman in this film is the most sexist piece of shit <laughs> character I've ever seen where he, he will just flat out be like, well, of course Bobby's going to beat you. I mean, men are more superior in everything. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yeah, like he's just like, like women are the best thing. The the what the only things that women are better at than men are in the kitchen, and uh, <laughs> oh in other places. And it's just like Jesus Christ! Somebody but it was extract like, that sound clip of Joel just saying <laughs> saying that, and make sure to. But it's like, but then they like even like portray him as like he's like the head of like the of like the tennis. Like yeah. he's like. He's like the head of like the company that owns Wimbledon at this point, <laughs> and he's being like, "Well, yeah, of course, women are the best in the kitchen. That's the only place that they're really good for." <laughs> and it's like, Jesus Christ! Like, it's like uh, you're supposed to be like the head of a major or- like sports organization, <laughs> and you're saying this super sexist shit. Oh man! But no, it's really good. I I I, I enjoyed it. I def- I wouldn't say it was like one of my best subs from last year, but it was. It was it was a it was a good film. It was a good one. It was a good, it was a good one. <laughs> good deal. And uh, me and Molly all started watching uh, the marvelous Mrs. Maisel on Amazon, which I, I think won for best comedy. Yeah, it won for something. It was at, like at Golden super Globes. High praise. Yeah, we I think we watched. We were up to like the first four episodes, and it's really good. It's like. Anytime I open up my Amazon, like the Kindle Fire or whatever, yeah, it's like advertised like right at the top of it. Yeah, I was like, oh Jesus! It's pretty much about like this woman in like the late fifties who uh, marries this guy, and she's like, she's just like the typical fifties housewife who's like, and she's like really happy about it. Like she has a kid, like she takes care of the house while her husband's at work, but then like her husband wants to be a comedian. So like she gets that all together where like she'll like she'll uh, uh bake a brisket and bring it to the the comedy club <laughs> to give to the owner to give him a good time slot so they can get home early and shit like that. And then out of nowhere he's just like I 
I'm not happy. I want a divorce. So then he divorces her. And then, like, in, like, this... With, like, her life crashing around her, she goes to the comedy club that he that he always goes to and just does, like, a set. And it's, like, amazing. <laughs> so, like, it's pretty much, like, you're following her, like, trying to, like, start her own career as a comedian. Oh, cool. And it's really... And Alex Borstein's in it, and she's really fucking good. She plays, like, the owner of the comedy club. All right. And she's hilarious All i right. fucking love alex borstein in this like it's probably like her best role in years i really fucking love it good deal and but yeah it's it's really good like it's got like that 50s vibe to it too and they're like the comedy in it is actually really fucking good like they, in the beginning like it kind of sucks because they just show like these people that are trying to be as mainstream as possible like uh-huh. stealing uh other people's jokes from like late night shows and they're just like cheesy and really shitty uh-huh. and there's like but, like, as it goes on, they, like, start going to these more underground comedy clubs, and it's, like, so fucking funny. <laughs> There's, like, what? There's, like, one where it's this guy that claims he was a ventriloquist and his dummy died. So he's, like, reminiscing on what the bits they used to do, but he's, like, he's doing all their bits, but he's crying. He's, like, holding his dummy, and he's, like, I remember back in the day, I remember I used to, he used to say, I remember I used to say, what? What do you think of the women tonight? I remember he would say, I don't know. What are their tits like? <laughs> it's just, he's just like doing their bit, like doing like this ventriloquist bit, but he's just crying and reminiscing about his dead dummy. Like it's, ah, like there's some really fucking funny shit in it. Like, so definitely check out the marvelous Mrs. Maisel on good Amazon. Deal. I guess I had no idea what it was about. So good yeah, deal. I didn't either. I saw a trailer for it and I was like, that's pretty interesting. So we watched it and it's like, this is, it's really fucking good. Right on. Like Tony Shalhoub plays her, di- plays her dad. <laughs> and he like played that f- typical like fifties dad where like, if anything fucks up his routine, he gets super pissed. <laughs> it's like, good. this is my time to read in the living room. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, why don't I just do it in the study? Because the study! This is my time to read in the living room. <laughs> That's the kind of dad I want to be. There you go. <laughs> this is my time to read. In the living room! <laughs> yeah. You can go in any other room in the house. No! <laughs> it's my house! You're living in my house! I'm reading the living room. I wrote it on the calendar <laughs> that I'm going to be reading in here from 5 to 7. <laughs> But no, it's really good. I highly suggest it. Awesome. Anything else? That is it. Uh, I have not yet finished, but I'm about halfway through End of the Fucking World. Really? On Netflix. Yeah? And I am really into it. Yeah. It, like, deserves its high praise on, like, Rotten Tomatoes. Because it... Is something that is completely left of center and something that feels completely different Mm -hmm. and is also, like, a breeze to get through. Oh, yeah. Like, every episode's, like, less than a half hour. Yeah, there's some that's only, like, the first episode's, like, 15 minutes long. Really? (laughs) And so, like, and it doesn't get much longer than that. They're only, Mm -hmm. like, 22 minutes, I think, each episode or so. And, like, it's so, like... I think it takes, like, maybe two episodes to get really into what they're doing and, like, kind of get into oh, it. Oh, yeah. But, like, once you're in, I'm like, I love the yeah. way this is. Like, I've never seen anything like it. And I am really interested to where it goes because I got just to the point where they wander into, like, a house and are kind of squatting there a few days. 
and then the owner comes back. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. where it like, takes like a dark-ass turn, too. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, I, uh, I haven't watched anything after that yet, so yeah. I'm, looking, I'm looking forward to it. Um, but anyway, I, I've been watching that, and I've been really enjoying it. Um, one of the best things I've seen in a while. Yeah, it's it hit me out of nowhere, too. Like, yeah. I remember, was like, oh, yeah, there's some pretty good praise for it, but we'll just check it out. And it's, yeah, like, it's, even though these characters that you're following are super out of left field, like, yeah. it, you still you connect with them when they're like really, them. like, one yeah, wants to I know. be a murderer. And yeah, one, one wants to be, yeah, yeah, one wants to be a serial killer, and the <laughs> other one wants, is just like a total asshole to everyone that she comes across. Uh-huh. But at the same time, like, they're doing that, but you can tell that they're trying to like each other. Because you get to hear, like, their inner thoughts. Like Yeah. Like, the inner monologue, I think, is used really well in this series. Yeah. And I and I and I love it. Like, like especially like the like the instances where they're like super stoic and they're just like we should do this, and then then, then they're just doing like fuck 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 fuck. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. I love it. And uh, the other thing that I was watching also on Netflix is uh, the David Letterman's like my next guest with David Letterman or yeah. whatever. I watched the first episode of that. Oh, yeah. Which is coming out monthly. Yeah. But the first episode, he interviews Barack Obama. hmm And it is a, just a great fucking interview. Nice. Did you watch it yet? No, I have to check it out. Oh, my God. Like, you just miss <laughs> Barack Obama so much. Just having it come out and be, like, charming and yeah. just shooting the shit with David Letterman. Yeah. And it's such as like a stripped down set, like it's yeah. He just sits. He's just on the stage, right? There's like it's no like literally a big stage. Yeah, and it's just two chairs in it, and it's just them talking in front of an audience. Nice. And How long like, is it? Uh, probably about an hour or so. That's cool. Um, they do intercut some different things that Dave Letterman also filmed. Um. Uh, with like it was because it they talk about like Martin Luther King Day. And stuff, and like the walk across the bridge to Selma, they do a whole thing on that. And there's like a senator that was with them on that walk, and I think now it's his name is escaping me, but like he's a part of this too. Because when they start bringing up like uh, that, like kind of movement, like they cut in to that little segment a little bit. So that takes maybe about like ten minutes of it right or on. whatever, but still really good. Like. I, I never ended up watching, like, The Late Show with David Letterman or whatever. And I wish yeah. I did, because I wish, like, yeah, I would have always known... he's a really good interviewer. And, and, I, and I wish I would have known, like, when I was a kid that I guess, like, Jay Leno was a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what's the way you do lately? <laughs> and I, I, so, anyway, I always watched The Tonight Show, because, like, it was The Tonight Show. Yeah. Jaywalking. Right. Headlines. Right. But, uh, I don't know. But this... This show is really good. Right this on. will be one that's like a big deal once it comes out every month. Yeah, yeah, I'll I'll, I'll be sure to check it out because I am really interested to see it. Yeah, the next like, but I, he started out with such a high profile guest that yeah. like anybody other than him like is like oh you got him like the next guest yeah. is George Clooney. But these are all people that he wants to interview too. So right. it's like but it's like, that it's that idea of like. Like you're, he's passionate about wanting to interview these people. That's like part of the. That's like part of the. Uh, the, part of the charm of it is right. him like actually because it's monthly. He's not doing it day after day after day. Like he can actually prep for a long fucking time. Right. 
and like actually like really get to know these people that he genuinely wants to get to know. Right. But I mean, you get what I'm saying, right? You yeah, go yeah, from yeah, yeah, Obama yeah. Obama to Clooney. Yeah, but still, George Clooney's an interesting motherfucker. Like That's he, true. he's like, yeah. like how many supermodels has he probably slept with throughout? When he was like fucking. <laughs> I guess how like, many countries has George and... Clooney run though? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'm gonna give you a guess, and it's gonna be zero, baby. Yeah, but I don't know. He's always he's George Clooney's always struck me as like one of those like enigmas where everyone talks about how like great of an actor he is, but I'm like, there's only like a couple things that I remember him from that is like really profound, but everyone always holds him in that high regard, right? Where I'm like. I guess what he also he... just doesn't come off as an asshole. Like, there's never really any bad press about him. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah. Like, when he was single and he was, like, like dating a new chick, like, every other week, it was like, well, you're single. I'm not going to fucking hold it against you. It's <laughs> whatever, man. That's but right. Remember we, remember we dated da- Stacey Keebler? Yeah. That was semi-recent. Yeah. Well, like, not sem- like maybe like five or six years ago. Yeah, semi-recent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember that being like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> uh, but th- anyway, that's all I've been into this last week, JT. Mm-hmm. So if people want to talk to you about maybe having the podcast go only monthly. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> News to me. <laughs> Where would they want to do that with you? Well, they can find me at Bucky for everyone on Twitter. Also, Bucky for everyone on Instagram. And hey, why not Bucky for everyone on Snapchat? Also, oh my God. I uh, was part of a show for freelance wrestling that you can see on Powerbomb.tv. You can see it for 20 days free if you use the promo code freelance. There you go, babe. Check it out. Look at, we're just giving stuff away at this point. Yeah. You get 20 days for free on Powerbomb.tv. Watch all of the independent wrestling you want. Most of the independent wrestling that you want. <laughs> 20 days for free. Use the promo code FREELANCE. Great. I'm going to hit you up on that uh, that promo code. Check it out. I will. Uh, Check out uh, stained glass ceil- or Freelance Wrestling Stained Glass Ceiling. See me in the main event with Isaiah Velasquez. People are saying that it was a really good match. I'll be the judge of that. All right. <laughs> also saw that uh, Zach Gowan gave you a shout out on Twitter. Said oh, he, yeah. He was an amazing. With the one-legged wonder, that's, Zach Gowan. That's right. He said you I'm, are. Uh, I'm pretty popular. <laughs> <laughs> Joel, you're so famous. Shut up. Uh, <laughs> um, you can find me at Troy the Max, significantly less famous than uh, JT over here. But you can find us both. <laughs> Where we and the famous one share a Twitter account, and that's Review Review Pod on Twitter. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook.com at Review Review Pod. And all of our new episodes are uploaded at uh, ReviewReviewPod.Podbean.com. But yes. if you don't want to go there, hey, that's no sweat off our back. Mm-hmm. Because you can find us also on Google Play, Stitcher, and iTunes. And while you're at iTunes, do me a favor. Because this seems to be the only place where you can review a podcast whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> and why don't you give us a comment, or if you don't have that much amount of time, you can just give us a star rating. Yeah. If you like the show, that helps other people find the show as well. Exactly. Or just tell a friend. Yeah. Be sure to share 
what your thoughts are. We want to we want to share emails and messages on our show. That's we right. Want, we want you to be part of the show. That's right. We will have a whole dedication to just fan outcry. Exactly. Let us have it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Make us feel important. <laughs> uh, and if you got something to say that's more long-winded, you can also do that at uh, ReviewReviewPod at gmail.com. Review Review, spelled just how it is in the title of this episode. Exactly. So, JT... What do we got going on for next week? Well, next week to conclude our spotlight on Netflix, because you are very against letting Stephen King into your heart. <laughs> we decided to do a Stephen King and Netflix twofer for the uh, two films that came out in 2017 based on his work. We're going to be doing Gerald's Game and 1922 on there- Netflix actually is one more week well i guess the not really if we the consider day it drops the... would be february 1st yes okay I've, right. I've looked this up already do okay. not worry all right i'm not i'm done worrying <laughs> um sweet deal so there you go so we'll see if we can turn your cold heart on stephen king dave uh talked a little bit about gerald's game yeah our, uh... get you interested yes all right so I still don't know anything about that other one at all. 1922. Yeah, nothing. <laughs> I started watching it and I was interested, but then like, I, uh... I no, 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 no. I'm still <laughs> liking it, but then like when we when I heard that we were gonna do the show on it, then I backed off so I could hmm. watch it and have it be more fresh. Yes. Got it. Yeah. Got it. But no, I'm I'm interested for it. I'm curious. I have seen Gerald's Game. I do enjoy Gerald's Game. We'll see. Okay. We'll see what we both think of 1922. Okay. And then I'm thinking for February, because it's only three. There's only gonna be three shows, and Black Panther will be one of them. Uh-huh. We do Black Superhero Month. Okay. Where we do Blade, and because you <laughs> talk it up so much, we do Meteor Man. <laughs> oh yeah! <laughs> I would love Meteor Man. <laughs> okay. Have you seen Meteor Man? I have a long time ago. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> It's it's a bad movie, but I love it. I love it. I know. I was contemplating doing like all three blades, but then I was like, I cannot. I would not be able to do Blade Trinity, and then do Meteor Man. Oh my god! If okay, I don't know if Dave listens to every single show. Yeah. And at this point, I don't know if he's still listening. Yeah. But Blade is one of his favorite movies. Yeah. He would be back in a heartbeat to do Blade. I I would I would guess. <laughs> so would Dinosaur Neil. Like yeah. oh my god. I'm surprised they can't hear us right now and are be- kicking to my Because I almost kind of want to do Blade 2 also, because Blade 2 is really fucking good, too. I haven't seen Blade 2 in forever. Yeah. Do you want to do Blade and Blade, Blade 2? Blade 3 in more forever. Blade 3 sucks. I don't want to <laughs> do Blade 3. Sucks. I know. Do you want to do Blade and Blade 2? Is it too far? Or just do Blade? Just Blade, I think. Okay. Yeah. So there you go. We'll do Blade, Meteor Man, and then I think rounding out the month, we will have Black Panther. Good flipping deal yes awesome for the month of february um you know what i was thinking also for like maybe even though this year is stacked with stuff to watch Mm -hmm. um we do like on open weeks that we don't have anything going on yeah we gonna need a new calendar for 18 i know i'm gonna look on uh i might try and stop by the uh mall to find a throwaway one because 
uh, Molly Pops has to do a eye exam to get new glasses. <laughs> so an exciting uh, afternoon set for you. Can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> but um, there's a movie reviewer, uh, Chris Duckman on YouTube, and this year he's doing, um, he's reviewing older films, like before 1970 for okay. 2018. Yeah. When he's got like on off weeks or whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, I had that idea like last year when we go through like some of AFI's top 100 movies. Okay. Things we haven't, we should have seen by now, yeah. but haven't yet. And I'm like, that should be fun for like 2018. Cause like he just put up a review of 12 Angry Men. Yeah. And I'm like, I've seen that movie before. And mm. I remember liking it when I was like 10 years old. And yeah. I'm like, I want to watch it when I'm like an adult and it can pick up on stuff. Yeah. So like that'd be kind of cool to do too. I, I I'm totally up for doing our musical month that we talked about last year. Okay, yeah, that sounds fun. Cause oh my god, me and Molly, like Molly never saw Singing in the Rain, uh-huh. and she gave it to me for Christmas, uh-huh. and we watched it, and she said it's officially your new favorite movie ever. <laughs> yeah, Singing in the Rain is really good. <laughs> it's it's really ridiculous, good. especially like like we've been like looking up facts from it, and it's like. Gene Kelly was like an asshole on set trying to get people to like to like to make this like one of the best like dancing like musical films ever. Yeah. Like, oh god. I would love that. Yeah. We, All right. We'll find a musical month in there somewhere. We got Black Superhero Month on February. Right. Rounding out Netflix month for January. We're 2018 is going to be a wild it's ride. It's going to be a fun one, everybody. And I'm pretty we... sure all of May is going to be nothing but <laughs> Shit coming out in theaters because <laughs> yeah. Disney. Well, shit, like almost tw- like there's like fifteen blockbuster movies coming out this year. Jesus Christ! I know. I will see if I can get to them all. I know. <laughs> I have to bring in Dave again. <laughs> like, Fuck. guess what, Dave? Troy didn't see this. We're doing this review tonight. <laughs> uh, but anyway, that's the show this week, everybody. Uh, but until next time, we'll be reviewing more Netflix goodies or yes. baddies. We'll be the judge. We'll see. <laughs> uh, I've been short of the max extreme. I am JT3K. And we are off.